Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply, it's Chicago Bulls thing. Wherever you're listening, and if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good, Matt. Looking forward to having another little bit of a chat. Not too much to talk about, but as anyone who's watching on YouTube can see, we have an extra box here with us today. So uh, we've got Jeezy the Bull joining us, uh, Chicago native. Uh, living in uh, New Mexico, I believe. Is that right? Mexico City is where you're stationed. Is that right, Jeezy? Uh, yeah, Mexico City. That's Excellent. right. So glad to be on here, guys. Yeah, no, thanks for joining us. So, um, yeah, first and foremost, I guess we'll get into a little bit of knowing you. So tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to the Bulls and what you're at in regards to Bulls Nation. So, yeah, um, Jeezy the Bull, uh, like you mentioned, Chicago native all my life. One of the greatest things that I've ever witnessed was seeing Michael Jordan play live. You know, the three Pete's, the first one, the second one. So ever since then, I've always been a Chicago Bulls fan. And still, even though I moved, I'm still at heart a diehard Bulls fan. I've been keeping up with them throughout the entire time, even though I'm, I'm in another country. But uh, the love is there and it's always going to be there, whether... We go through good times or bad. We went through really bad years until D Rose and then heartbreaks and with D Rose, oh, but we're still we're still there. Mm. Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been a real roller coaster ride since the nineties, huh? Yeah, definitely. I think so, we could have won a seventh one if they kept the team. Yeah, unfortunately that all came down to uh the Reinsdorf some money, right? And power and control. Yeah, that's for another. That's for another another podcast. So, um, you you talk about what it's like to be a Bulls fan in another country. Obviously, we're based outside of America as well. I I live in Ireland. Matt lives in in the in England in the UK. Um, we still keep it going. We still wave the flag. So we totally appreciate somebody else doing it outside of America as well. Um, but of course, you actually have the background of being able to be in America for the winning years and the, and the dynasty years. So uh, that must be something really special to carry around with you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's one of the greatest things I've experienced in my life. I haven't experienced sports wise, something as great as that again. I mean, I've, I've gone to like football games, soccer games, baseball games, but just being there at the United center, seeing Scotty Rodman, MJ, of course, the whole, the whole core is pretty much the one of the top three highlights of, of my life, and it's what's kept me going as a Bulls fan. So uh, that's why whether we suck or whether we're competing at number one seed, it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, I stick with my team the whole entire way. Yeah, especially this year that they got a lot of criticism. Yeah. Mm. Definition of a diehard right there, right? Exactly. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing in regards to Bulls Nation now, Jeezy. I know you've got your own podcast going, right? Yeah, so I didn't start it uh, that long ago. I'm actually still in the works, uh, not to where you guys are at, because I'm actually a very, very busy guy as well. I'm in the corporate world as well, so that that takes a lot of time, but... I think it was about two years, two seasons ago, 
once we signed Demar Lonzo, that I kind of got the idea of like maybe I can do something over here down in Mexico City, target the the Mexican audience that are Bulls fans, and I know we have some of them as well in the international Bulls shit that we're in. So I'm still in the works. I have done some episodes. Uh, you could uh, actually listen to them on Spotify. I'll share the links later on. Uh, I, but I'm still in the works and eventually try to get more attention down here in Mexico City for the Chicago Bulls. And obviously with the rest of the Bulls nation, whether in the U.S. or anywhere else in the world like you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all about spreading the love for the, the team we're all uh, following and supportive of uh, for so long, right? Exactly. So, is there a is there a on, big Matt. is there a big NBA slash Bulls following down there? Then, or you know, is it something you're in and amongst, or it's like us? It's quite quite a niche sort of thing over here for us. It's, I think that in Mexico City, they have a larger following for the NFL than the mm. NBA. But when it comes to the NBA, I think they the Bulls have a a pretty pretty sizable audience, and I think it's got to do everything with with Michael Jordan, because once you hear Michael Jordan, you always think about that Chicago Bulls, or vice versa, Chicago Bulls. You always think about Michael Jordan. So I think the Bulls have a nice audience down here, and I, I just like chatting it up with them mm-hmm. and also sharing our views about how the team is going, the future, the past. But I don't know if you heard, but there's rumors or plans for the NBA to expand into Mexico City. Mm-hmm. So that would be really good in my opinion and obviously draw a larger audience. Yeah. I don't know if you know the there's a G League team here in Mexico City. Yeah. And several of them actually got signed to the NBA on different teams. So um, the G League team isn't doing that bad if they're heading down there as well <laughs> over yeah. there, the actual NBA. Yeah, definitely. So did you ever bounce the ball around yourself? Did you ever play? Yeah, I actually played all the way through middle school. So I was in the basketball team. But after that, I stopped growing. I'm only 5'7", so once once we got to high school, you know, people have growth spurs, so it wasn't that easy to get on the teams anymore. Yeah. But I would always go out and, you know, play basketball on the, on the parks, you know, with random people, uh, shoot it up. Yeah, I'd probably be a point guard mm-hmm. if I ever had the future of an NBA player. But uh, yeah, as an actual basketball player, uh, I stopped after middle school. Yeah, you're among the vertically challenged here. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what about you guys? Uh, yeah, I play. I played a little bit. Um, I still try. Uh, I play for. Uh, an amateur men's team and I I'm involved in coaching and that there. So, um, yeah, I try and, I try and keep it going. 
that it's getting tougher and tougher as uh, the body the body is beginning to break down a little bit. Yeah, exactly. So I guess it's it's true, you know, how once they get to their past their thirties, the NBA players, you know, their their talent, their their speed, it starts to decline. Uh, yeah. I could I totally understand that. <laughs> yeah. Not not that I was ever that talented to begin with, but <laughs> <laughs> I try anyway. So we're moving on to a little bit of uh, actual Bulls chat and what's going on at the moment. I know um, we're all excited about, you know, some of the moves uh, or disappointed in some of the moves that have or haven't happened during the offseason. What's your take on some of the moves that AK has made and uh, and how do you feel about them? Overall, in general, I think, I don't think that it was the greatest um, moves. I mean, I'm not saying they're bad. We'll take whatever asset we can go ahead and bring on to the team. I think bringing on Javon Carter is, is going to be very beneficial when it comes to shooting. So I like that one, but I think they could have gotten some, some pieces if we just would have given some offers, for example, um, there, there, there were some players that from other teams that uh, they they didn't take their uh, player options, and I don't think we even attempted to give them an offer. And I think that money has to do a lot with it. I know there's not a lot of money space in general, so I think that affects the whole thing that Acme and the GM can do. Uh, but I think that if we have a good summer camp and get everybody on the same page. I think they could they can make it work out, especially with knowing Lonzo's not going to be back. Yeah, well, I, I think that's been the big issue, isn't it? Like you mentioned, cap space. Cap space was definitely a massive hindrance to to the moves that could be made. The only thing that they could have done really to have made a major move would have been to involve a trade more so than to try and actually get players in because they had such little wiggle room to play with financially um i mean they they, they've really done quite well i think with what little that they had and to still have some small amount of money left to still stay within the tax bracket and pull pull a a couple more players into finalize the roster um i think i think it's actually been quite good and i think people are going to realize maybe how well they've done as as it unfolds a little bit more but i mean the only way it could have been a big splash would have been to give up something big. And that's something along the lines of the big three, really. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, obviously I've spoke about the, the signings itself and um, I know we've sort of been talking about doing a like an AK review, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and for me, the sort of the worst thing that he's done is not addressing the Lonzo situation last year. Mm-hmm. I know they wanted to give it time and stuff like that. And it feels like now they have done it. You know, they've applied for the DPE. They've gone out and signed a, a you know, some will call him a legit point guard. Some will say that he's not the point guard we need in Javon Carter. Closer uh, than <laughs> But for me, in particular with Carter, he's a, He's a younger, better version of Pat Bev, and Pat Bev had a positive effect on the team. Yeah. So now we've got somebody in 
longer term, essentially, what was it, three years, um, you know, it kind of is covering Lonzo's contract, isn't it? And some. So, you know, obviously, with him being from Chicago as well, he's, he's already back doing his camps and doing all that, you know, his coaching and stuff like that. And he's, he's excited to be there. So, it, surely that's going to whoop his game as well, doing his steps on the court, as it does for anybody. You know, he's a, he's a Bulls fan. He grew up as a Bulls fan and watching the games and stuff like that. You know, obviously, his era was where he looked up to like D Rose and Joe Kanoa and all that, didn't he? So, well, that, that's what he said. And for him to step on that UC court as a, as a Bull, surely that's going to whoop his game that little bit more as well. Um, and yeah, I think AK's done all he can, like you said, financially, and we've still got some wiggle room. Mm. We, all right, we've still got three roster spots that need to be sorted out officially. Uh, obviously, today, there's a the Christian Wood rumour started again, on it? Which, yeah, we obviously, we don't like talking about rumours, but um, obviously, if anything happens, then we'll discuss it then, I guess, but no, I, so far I'm happy with the moves that he's made. Um, I'm just interested to see what he does with these last three and the money he's got left, basically. Yeah, uh, I think that with the whole Christian Wood thing, I think it's going to come down to not having the money in order to acquire him, unless you probably do like a sign-in trade. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, the rumor is they're going to use the DPE on him, aren't they? And to me, that he's not the player that it's worth using on. Mm. Um, I mean, what is it? Seven NBA teams in seven years. Yeah, <laughs> there's a reason why, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? It, you know, and it's, yeah, yeah. All right, he can shoot the three. He can stretch the floor. He can. Gear twenty points a night, ten rebounds, whatever it is. But how many points is he giving up on the other end as well? So yeah, um, like I say, I think something to discuss as and when it happens, if it happens. Um, personally, I'd rather he goes to Lakers if that's the that's the other side of the rumor in it. So isn't it always Bulls versus <laughs> Lakers? It's always the way, isn't it? They're either coming to Chicago or they're going to LA, and that seems to be about it. Here at C-Reg UK, we have our ongoing partnership with Victory Sports UK. Victory Sports UK is a UK-based sports apparel and equipment store where you can get your NBA and other sporting goods. Get kitted out in your favourite team gear and rep your squad all summer long. And all C-Reg UK group members and followers can avail of a special discount code for 15% off their entire range, including products already on sale. Just make sure you're liking and following C-Reg UK on Twitter or become part of the C-Reg UK group on Facebook to receive your exclusive discount code upon request. Visit victorysportsuk.co.uk to seal your victory with Victory Sports UK. Go on and check it out. You know, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean obviously the other sort of talking point at the minute is Io, innit? Yeah. Uh, with the rumours that he's not coming back now. He's going to... Um, Raptors and to be fair that's the only team that sounds like they're interested in him um, I don't know what, what you make of it all Jeezy the, the whole IO thing would you be happy if he's back would you be sad if he's gone 
I'm, I got mixed feelings about Ayo because his first season, he had like a great opportunity stepping in and taking Lonzo's spot. And he did great. Uh, he he showed out to play after especially, you know, being the rookie, youngest guy on the team. I don't know if he's younger or older than Kobe. I think, yeah, I think Kobe might be younger. I don't know, but I thought he was going to have a really, really good second season, especially after having a great first season. And then he just went cold. He went cold. Um, he... He would have games with two points for the entire game, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, or would give up a lot of free shots, which were really questionable. So, my thoughts on Io whether to keep him. I know if he wasn't from Chicago, we would we would have gotten rid of him already. Yeah, but since he's from Chicago, that's the one thing that still people are attached to, kind of like the whole D Rose situation but if we could get something in exchange for him that could benefit us immediately i wouldn't i would be okay with letting him go yeah i i think i tend to agree with you we've discussed that in the past the whole from chicago thing i do think that carries a a little bit of weight in his favor um i certainly think that's one of the things that people hold on to and don't want to let go of um, personally, I, I'm split as well. I, I, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it if he was gone. At the same time, I wouldn't be too worried if he stayed either. The only thing I'd be concerned about is if they do let him go, um, okay, he had a bad sophomore year, uh, a, a good rookie year. Well, it, it's kind of well known around the NBA that most players that take a leap, they take it in their third season. So letting him go into his third season somewhere else instead of keeping him in Chicago where potentially he may or may not take that jump. That's the only uh, the only risk factor in letting him go for me because, I mean, you wouldn't want him to have another season like he had last season, but at the same time, if he could build on the first season and last season was maybe just, it just didn't fit for him with everything else that was going on, who knows? I'd, I'd hate to see him go somewhere else and thrive straight away this season if he went somewhere else and started doing well in two, three years' time, well, fair enough. Look, that's just the way it goes, same way as it happened with Lowry. But if he went somewhere else and he thrived straight away, fr- right off the bat, started doing well there, then you've got to look at that as a bad move. Yeah, and you know, yeah, that, that's all. you know that if he does go somewhere else, he's going to be a bulls killer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that'll, be, that'll be hard to watch, but, you know. Yeah, that look. would be the only thing. The, about letting him go is that he could have a a good third season and he could have been useful to us but him being that young the way I see it is like man you you, you were given the starting point guard position you were doing great I think he just got comfortable his second year and didn't didn't push himself to continue on what he started so that's my view on him yeah, well, we're all waiting to find out and see what happens. I'd say we'll find out sooner rather than later. But there obviously can't be too many other teams knocking on the door because if there were, the Bulls would be forced into making a decision. So um, I guess they're sitting and waiting until Io comes back and, and <laughs> wants to negotiate, I guess. Exactly. So Did, um, did Derek Jones Jr. get signed already? No, he's still not. He's still unsigned. 
yeah, that's 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 the one I was wondering about as well. How he didn't take um, his player option with the Bulls, yeah. and now he hasn't been offered anything as well. No, um, I mean, and there is there is that potential. I'm sure the Bulls could negotiate a deal and get him back. Maybe now he kind of uh, he took the risk really by walking away, and it hasn't hasn't seemed to work out well for him. So um, maybe that pu- puts the Bulls in a better position to renegotiate negotiate a deal with him, and maybe getting him in on a good deal for the Bulls. At least he's in a position of need as well. You know, it's where we're light in in that wing position, moving towards the centre position compared to the guard position where it's still guard heavy, especially if we do re-sign IO. So um, I don't think Derek Jones Jr. would be a, a bad idea if he's still left on the shelf. I think so too. Especially as a backup big. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> Billy likes to go small ball. He does yeah. slide DJJ up to that five. So um, who knows? Maybe, maybe it will work out for Billy. He might He might push for him. Drummond's going to have a lot of minutes this season. Yeah, so. unless they put another big in there, Drummond is going to see a big jump in minutes. I think compared to compared to last season. I mean, it, Drummond's putting in the work as well, isn't he? He's looking looking good. To be fair, um, yeah. you know, he's really sort of looks trimmed down. You know what I mean? And he looks like he he's, he's coming out meeting business. Mm-hmm. You know, the sort of the post that he's putting on Instagram and the videos that he's putting out and stuff like that. And yeah, I think he's trying to make himself basically prove to Billy that you've got to play him. Yeah. Um, and as we say, embrace the chaos. Absolutely. But um, I mean, how do you feel about the, the five position actually, Jeezy? Because, you know, that centre position is where we're incredibly thin. Obviously, we. Mark Hu is gone, um, and that leaves us basically with Drummond and Vucevic at the starting position. Um, and even with DJJ gone, he doesn't have that small lineup to push into the five. So what do you think is going to happen with the five position? Are we going to look for another big? Because, I mean, the big fear there, of course, is if someone goes down injured at the five, if Vuce or Drummond get, get injured in any way, you can't, you can't run it off one player, you know. So what do you think the plan of action might be there? Well, when free agency started and this whole situation with the Bulls began, I, the the biggest worry I had was the five position because I don't know if Luch wanted to stay or not because mm-hmm. um, he kind of showed mixed feelings at some points. So I was like, if they don't sign him, if he doesn't re-sign we're going to have a huge problem because then we're going to have to rely on Drummond and Drummond had the option to stay or go as well. So then it would have been a nightmare. Well, now we know that Vooch is back, that Drummond is back, but yeah, definitely. Like you said, if one of them gets injured, it's just going to be a nightmare completely. Cause what are you going to do? Bring one of your guys from the G league. That's not even that big. So they definitely need to, Look in that direction. I think AK might be looking into that as well. Maybe that's why he's not going in in another direction because Gooch to me was very consistent throughout the year, but we had 
uh, Derek Jones Jr. as well, uh, to step in there for some minutes to give him rest, to give Drummond rest. Or when Drummond was on probation where Billy didn't play him for, like, how many games? Like, zero minutes because he kept fouling out and stuff and doing all this crazy stuff. So I think they really need to look into that and try to get somebody or at least uh, a, a big power forward to um, that could step into that role as well because, yeah, having two centers is not that – doesn't give you that much confidence because, you know, Drummond's not not young anymore. Uh, he's has been in the NBA for many, many seasons. So he's not at his prime. He's up there in age. And Booch isn't the youngest – either so you know we might have problems and that's that's the problem we've had for the past two seasons where that has given us a lot of issues uh when it comes to having a a reliable and aggressive center not saying Vooch isn't because I think he's a beast I think he's one of the top five centers in the NBA in my opinion but you can't just rely on him Totally. And I guess, I guess it's why the Christian Wood rumours make sense. Um, yeah. To get him in as that that sort of third third big, second big, however you want it, whatever position he's going to end up filling. Um, but when you, obviously like yesterday, was it Nerland's Noel? Got picked up by Kings, was it? That kind of was it was it Kings that signed him. So all these sort of lower end potential third bigs are starting to get snapped up and it's like Bulls are just again we're just sitting waiting um, as we tend to do a lot with AK um, I mean it does feel like the NBA's kind of on hold a little bit on over these the Harden trade the Lillard trade yeah if everyone's waiting for them pieces to fall to realise right well he's not wanted in Miami, he's not wanted in Portland, he's not, you know, wherever it happens to be. And yeah, I mean, I think obviously they'll, they'll get rumblings of who's going to be available and maybe that's what they're hanging on for, but it's certainly a position that needs to be addressed because, I mean, uh, did you watch much of the Summer League, um, GZ, like at Sonogo and stuff like that? I was actually on vacation, uh, so I wasn't able to see the, the summer league. I did see the first one against Charlotte. I think it was Charlotte. No. Um, it was now. I forgot, but I did watch the first game. And uh, we were doing very terrible at like the first half, the beginning quarter. Yeah. But then they they did good. So I thought, hey, maybe they'll have a good, a good summer league or at least get to the finals and try to win it. But that didn't happen. Um, so, uh, like I said, I, I was on vacation for about two weeks, so I, I, I wasn't able to catch the games, but I would be on Twitter and people would have mixed feelings about Dale and Terry's performance as well, which, you know, I guess that's that's like an, uh, another thing where, like, maybe it was just the summer and it was just that, and it's different once you come uh, over to the regular season and he'll he'll perform because I did see some sparks from him last season where he kind of boosted the team with his presence, and he was 
playing really strong. But uh, no, I wasn't able to catch it. And I forgot his name that made the second team summer league. On Freeman Liberty. Yeah, Liberty. He had he had good scoring. His stats look good. So I think he's somebody that maybe down the road we should keep an eye on. Yeah, we've talked about JFL a bit. Um, I, I personally would like to see him get uh, a two-way, give him a shot. He'll still probably spend most of his time down in the Windy City, but he, he'd be there to, to come up uh, and use him. Problem is, of course, he's another guard, so you know it's not exactly a position of need, but um, I, I do like what he brings. And I think com- compared to last year, and we liked him last year, and compared to last year, how much he, he had grown, it gives me a lot of hope for how much further he could go as well. Yeah, it, it feels like everything's hindering on Ayo. Yeah. Because obviously been a guard, we don't know if he's coming or going. Um, obviously you've got Carly Jones as well. So we're just hindering on these two guards and I think that's maybe why they're not making the moves because it's like, well, do we need to sign a backup guard another backup guard? Because take them two off the roster and all of a sudden the guard room's not actually that stacked when you get an injury and stuff like that. So, yeah, it just feels like everything's just hindering on Io and he, I, I kind of think to myself, is he actually that important of a player to to stall everything else? Do you know what I mean? It's big question. You know, and by that point, if you re-sign Io, the, the guarantee Carly Jones, there's not a lot of money there to sign that, that last big, is there? Do you know what I mean? It's... And the, the the list's getting smaller as well of who's actually available. Mm. Um, I know obviously Snow goes on the two way, but I mean he, he he improved as summer league went on, but he's still not NBA ready. Maybe for a bit of garbage time stuff like that. But if Drummond goes down, if Vooch goes down, I wouldn't feel particularly confident about him stepping up as a as a backup. No. Like you say, work in progress. He might get there, but for now, um, I thought he was uh, just a little bit short of being NBA ready anyway. Mm, short in the uh, the main word. <laughs> uh, he's well built, though. He, he goes that way instead of that way. <laughs> uh, within two foot of the rim, he was, uh, he was a beast, wasn't he? So. Yeah. That's why I was surprised when they let go of Marco, because I knew we only had Drummond and... Uh, Vooch, but Marco at least, you know, he's he's been there for uh, seasons with them and he's already, you know, been part of part of the group. He's he's been on the line, even though he he ban- he was always benched and played maybe, I don't know, a minute for like what, six games, I think. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly the number of games he actually played, but he already had some chemistry with the guys where. He would al- he would already know exactly like what his role is going to be in the event he is needed more than what they use them for. But now you don't have them, and now it's it hinders on what if you know? Yeah, I mean, hopefully nothing happens with Vooch and Drummond. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. But that is the reality. 
that we're heading into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think unless there's anything else in particular that you want to uh, discuss, Jeezy? I don't no, no, not, not necessarily. I'm good. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. If you'd like to throw out your handles and where people can find you, uh, let everybody know where they can catch your podcast, all that sort of thing. Yeah, so you can check me out on Spotify, on Twitter, and on Instagram. Uh, username Jeezy the Bull, G-E-E-Z-Y, the Bull. And pretty much you can find the link to... Um, to the my sessions as well and um, hopefully i'll have you guys on there pretty soon also yeah excellent sounds good so i'll hand it over to matt to give the sign off yeah uh, thanks for listening and obviously thanks to jeezy for, for joining us and that's been in the works for, for quite a while obviously it's it is difficult with international obviously it has been international and you've been even more international <laughs> um but you know appreciate it going on and uh, yeah, as usual, I've been Matt. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Seared UK. Uh, you can find us on all the socials at Seared UK. And we have the website going still, com. Piece dropped on there yesterday from Brett about why he's a Bulls fan and why Neil's a Bulls fan, and a couple of words from me, literally, on why I'm a Bulls fan. Um, so yeah, go check that out. And we'll be back next week. Yeah. And you can find me on Twitter at Neil C. Red UK. Thanks once again for everyone for tuning in. Whether you're watching or listening, please subscribe and review. From Matt, myself, and Jeezy, and please do go and check this guy out. Remember, it's a Chicago Bulls thing wherever you are in the world. Until next time, see Red people. Peace out. Percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.